came across this chart. 20 years of price changes in the United States. And they selected a bunch of different things. And uh, some stuff is way cheaper than it was 20 years ago. This is adjusted for inflation, obviously, or it would be pointless. Any mm-hmm. statistic about money over time that's not adjusted for inflation is for morons. By morons. <laughs> it's done by morons for morons. Oh. Oh. Of this list, what has dropped the most in the last 20 years? Televisions. Uh, which is absolutely true. About 20 years ago, I bought a big screen plasma TV for like what a decent used car costs. And it was like a 40 inch television. And now that same TV would be, I don't know, 500 bucks. Um, that's a combination of technology and the fact that they figure out if they make TVs smart TVs, they can spy on you and sell your information. So that's some of the deal. Uh, toys have gotten way less expensive over 20 years because a lot of toys are electronics. And again, electronics have gotten way cheaper. Well, and a lot of toys, you know, when we were kids were made in America and would last until your grandkids wore them out. Now it's often cheap Chinese junk. So we're climbing from dropped the most over 20 years to have stayed the same and then to have skyrocketed. So next on the list, dropping in price, but not quite as much wireless telephone services. Absolutely. It's now practically it's hardly even something you pay attention to. It used to be very expensive. Uh, Then you get up to things that haven't really changed at all in 20 years. Clothes, household furnishings, new cars, adjusted for inflation, have stayed about the same over the last 20 years, which I find interesting. Yeah, from 03, I guess we were buying cheap Chinese uh, produced clothes in Walmart and stuff back then. And couches and that sort of thing, just about the same. How about these things that have started to go up, though? Housing, food, and beverages, like things you have to have to live, are the first thing on the list that have gone up. A pretty good chunk uh, over the last 20 years. Actually, it's gone up 50% over 20 years from 20 years ago, which is a lot. Wow. So if it seems like food uh, and everything is, is more, so it's not just inflation. It's just everything's way more expensive. Um, above that, though, average hourly earnings have gone up even more than that over 20 years adjusted for inflation, which gets left out of political discussions a lot. But uh, pacing even faster than your average hourly workings, which means you're going backwards in terms of what it costs, child care, nursery school, medical care services. Then, Then above that, and this is where you get into a couple of things that we should not put up with. College textbooks. Wow. No. Well, Flippin it's so excuse. much more difficult to distribute and and reproduce information these days than it used to be, Jack. Print a book. It's way more expensive to print a book now than it was 20 years ago. Obviously, that makes no sense whatsoever. Or just convey it online or whatever. No. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you could just have everybody download a PDF for nothing if you wanted to. It's purely, you're going to this college, we're going to make you have this book. And you have no choice, and we can charge you whatever we want, and there's no countervailing force to keep the price down, so there's your answer. Above that, even higher, because it's gone up dang near 200% in 20 years, college tuition and fees. See previous discussion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely outrageous. How that isn't the focus of the college student loan bailout, I don't know. 
And then even higher than that, and this is an entirely different topic, and I wish we could, this one's, you were talking about this yesterday, it's too complicated. Hospital services, almost 250%, it's gone up in 20 years, hospital services. And yet they've cut way back on nurses and and doctors on staff and that sort of thing. Everybody's stretched thin. The care has declined. Yeah, I don't think anybody would say that they feel like the care is the same or better than it was 20 years ago. The ability to get an appointment, to get in in a timely matter, in manner to, uh, you know, uh, the doctors and nurses' ability to pay attention to you, all that sort of stuff has gotten worse, I think, for everybody, and it's almost 250% more expensive over 20 years. Yeah, and is that's there, brutal. Is there anything that a free society can do about that? We haven't gotten to the story they had. Was it the New York Times that did that big NIH story over the weekend? Oh, yeah, about the uh, National Health Service there in Britain. So liberals always point to Britain's socialized medicine as, you know, the ideal for what we should do. And the New York Times had a long, exhaustive Sunday front page story on how it's a disaster right now and has been trending that way for years. And, man, you got some sort of problem in Britain, unless you're rich and you can afford the private health care you are going to be waiting a long, long time. And they had the numbers. I should dig that up because the numbers are amazing. P- numbers of people that die or have problems get way worse because they can't get in and get help. And there's n- nobody to complain to and nothing to do. But so if that doesn't work, and I never did think that it would long term, ours isn't working. Of course, ours is way too socialized and not free markety enough. Yeah. Uh, well, and again, this is so frustrating, and it's complicated, too, but as Stephen Brill put it in his brilliant book, Bitter Pill, the government is overly involved where it shouldn't be and under-involved where it absolutely should be. And a lot of it has to do with uh, healthcare spends more on lobbying than any industry except, like, one or two. It's an enormously profitable industry. And you've got your hospital monopolies in in a region like you know whatever Houston or whatever there's a, a company that has most of the hospitals has all the power they yeah. set the prices and if you want to drive two and a half hours you can pay a third less a half less uh, but you have to drive several hours because they have the monopoly in that area that absolutely should not be allowed well I was talking to somebody uh, who had an emergency room experience the other night and they were horrified at it and I and I said yeah most of us have a view of what we think an emergency room will be like if we haven't had to deal with one from TV or just I don't know we just assumed it was different than it is and then you've mm-hmm. experienced you're like this is this is what you get this is it this is the, yes uh, I've what? had a serious head injury and I'm currently having a heart attack all right fill out these forms and sit down no you can actually see my brain <laughs> Fill out, fill out the forms and sit down, please. Hey, fill out these forms. That's a, that'd be a, 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 like four hours ahead of where you are going to be in a lot of emergency rooms. You wouldn't even get to the forms yet. You're just sitting there in the hallway with a whole bunch of other people screaming. Yeesh! If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. 
Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 